Hi, my name is Ava. This is your Truth for Your 20s podcast with your host, Katie Bormer, my mom. Enjoy listening. I was the girl who looked for love in boys and Bacardi and wouldn't be caught dead at a Bible study. Now I wrote a book and record this podcast about how I learned that God isn't a bunch of rules, but in fact, he gives us absolute freedom. I also speak to college women nationwide about how my background in marketing led me to see the $100 million power of influence college women have over the marketplace. Yet these same college women are crying into their latte over some stinking boy. Basically, I've learned that today's 20-somethings are believing the same lies I believed when I was that age. And I am on a mission to replace those lies with truth. People call me a big sis, an adopted mom, or my favorite title, a cool aunt. But however you think of me, my heart is to be who I needed when I was younger and to bring you the best available truth for your 20s. We have a Facebook group. The Truth for Your 20s Facebook group is brand new. It is growing fast, but the party is not complete unless we have you there. This is the place where every week we're going to have an Ask Katie Anything. You guys, I am here for it. Bring your questions. We are going to have your feedback about what you want to hear more about on this podcast. It's a place to network with other world changers all over the nation. Not to mention you guys get insider scoop promo codes, freebies, and lots more fun too. So head on over to Facebook, search Truth For Your 20s in groups, and join the party today. Hey guys, I'm really excited to bring to you my friend Ansley, who is a lot of things. You have seen me talk about Ansley if we are friends on social media. She talks about dating. She talks about singleness. She talks about Jesus. She's awesome. But she also recently became an Enneagram coach. And I am obsessed with all things Enneagram. So Ansley's going to come just unpack it, what it means, why it matters, all that good stuff. So Ansley, say hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> What's up? So in case they are not following you, which they're going to fix immediately, give them a little bit about who you are and what you're doing these days. Yeah, for sure. Um, My name is Ainsley B. I am an Enneagram coach and also a high school minister. I work in the youth world and I love young adults, college students, high school students, all of the things. I'm a writer, speaker, and wife. That's, I think that's all my titles. <laughs> I was about to say, I feel like there's more. And you're, I know, I feel like there is, but I can't. Yes, I am starting a podcast if I am brave enough to do it. You know what? Even if I'm not brave enough to do it, I'm just going to do it and we're going to see what happens. Say it. It's happening. Say it louder, sister. It's happening. Yes. <laughs> it's happening. Yes, yeah. The fear doesn't go away. You just have to keep walking. Yes, exactly. Ainsley was actually on one of the very first episodes I had on The Truth for Your 20s. I think you were like episode three. Yes. Um, but Ainsley, yeah, she recently got certified all things Enneagram. And I'm like, can you come back and tell our <laughs> listeners all about it? So that's kind of what we're going to focus on today. But for the people who haven't heard of the Enneagram, can you kind of just tell them what it is? Absolutely. So I... I'm obviously obsessed with the Enneagram. That is what led me to be a coach. Um, And I guess I'll preface this whole thing with saying it can be confusing whenever you're first learning about it. But if you, you know, give it a chance, then it is some of the most rich, interesting, and fulfilling content that I think that I've read for my life. Um, 
outside of obviously the Bible and faith and, and all of those things. But this, as far as like relationships with other people, specifically my husband, my friendships, my workplace, all those things. But the Enneagram, um, Enneas stands for nine and gram is diagram. And your Enneagram coach is who I got certified through. And they describe it as a map or GPS for self-discovery and personal growth based on nine basic personality types. So the Enneagram accurately and clearly describes why you think, feel, and behave in particular ways based upon your core fears and core desires. Ooh. I don't think I've ever heard it explained so well. <laughs> it. That, that was that was on their website. <laughs> Just, it is it is the best way to describe it. So I'm like, yes, I'm going to use their phrasing because it, that's exactly what it is, and I believe that it's best used in improving your identity in Christ and growing in your identity with Him and in Him. And I think that that is how I've used it and how I encourage other people to use it best. Okay, and which number are you? Oh, I'm a two. Oh, I thought you were a three. I have a three wing. Okay. So okay. So people who don't know what we're talking about, tell us what like a general overview about what each number is. Yeah, we'll definitely get into each number. The thing that I think everyone needs to know whenever they're trying to discover their number, there's a few things that people need to know. The first thing is, is that it's not necessarily based on your behaviors, but your motivators. So the reason that you actually thought I was a three is because when we talked about it, um, I know you're a three and I'm a two wing three. So my wing is a three, meaning um, I have a lot of the behaviors of a three. So that's probably why. You're thinking that because I do. So together we're the perfect woman, basically. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, And then the other thing to know when you're going into these numbers or these types is definitely to make sure that you're focusing on the motivators, not the behaviors. And don't rush into trying to find a certain type. Like spend time exploring them. Spend time figuring it out. There's different ways to find your type, and we'll, I'm sure, get into that. But let's go over them just so we can get to the punch. <laughs> so the one, the Enneagram type one is the rational, idealistic type, principled, purposeful, self-controlled, and perfectionistic. They are advocates for social justice. They're usually right, and they like they know that they're usually right, so that's always funny. Um, and their basic fear, sorry, they're called the reformer. The reformer is what the the number one is called. Their basic fear is of being corrupt or evil or defective. Mm -hmm. And their basic desire is to be good, to have integrity or to be balanced. And that is, um, the reformer that is type one. And I always like to associate the types with people in my life that kind of helps me as I'm learning about them. Um, So my mom's a one. That's a fun fact. So I just always think about my mom whenever I'm thinking about the one. And then we have the two. Type two is the helper. The helper is caring, interpersonal, demonstrative, generous, people-pleasing, and possessive. So a two, their basic fear is of being unwanted or unworthy of being loved, and their basic desire is to feel loved. Mm-hmm. And I am a two, so I always think about myself. 
<laughs> but I actually know a lot of twos. Um, that is the two. So next you have the type three, and that is the achiever, which is you, Katie, <laughs> and yeah. my husband is as well. So they are the success-oriented type, pragmatic, adaptive, excelling, they're driven, and they're also image conscious. Um, so their basic fear is of being worthless. And they're basically my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or like, I just want to add value to your life. I just want yeah. to be there. They're actually really great cheerleaders as well, um, which is very true for you. I, as of your friend, I can attest to that. You're an awesome wow. cheerleader. Um, and the basic desire is to feel valuable and worthwhile. Um, fun fact about the three is they are chameleons. And what I mean by that is that they can become whoever the person in front of them needs them to be. So that's so true. I remember like in college, I was such a chameleon for all the wrong boys, which is so toxic. And I guess I thought it was just because I was a lost college kid, but on top, and, and I'm sure that's common for a lot of them, but on top of being a three, it was, it was pretty dangerous. Yeah, absolutely. And I definitely relate to that with my three wing. Um, yeah. That is very true. Very true. Especially when you're in that unhealthy kind of space, it can be dangerous, but yes. yeah. So that's the three. Then you have the four, which is the individualist. They love to be unique. And this is actually the most rare Enneagram type, um, which is their favorite thing about it probably. <laughs> and yeah. They are the sensitive, withdrawn type, expressive, dramatic, a little self-absorbed, and temperamental. Um, so they are their basic fear is that they have no identity or personal significance in the world. And then their basic desire is to find themselves and their significance or to create an identity. They're often the ones that just feel misunderstood or like they're missing something. But they're usually the most creative. I always picture Kurt Cobain as a four. Like, you know, oh. you know, isn't that a good example? Yes, that is a brilliant example. Oh my gosh. You actually blew my mind because I'm secretly, now not so secretly, obsessed with Kurt Cobain. <laughs> He's like, very talented. Crazy. Though. Very talented. I literally did a book report on him in seventh grade. <laughs> Nice. Yes. To the 19-year-olds who may not know. (laughs) (laughs) True. The lead lead singer of Nirvana changed music, kind of the grunge style, the first to do the grunge style, brilliant musician. Also, typical Enneagram 4, committed suicide at a young age, tortured soul, brilliant, artistic guy. Yes. And there's definitely conspiracy theories on his suicide, but that's another. He's living on an island with Tupac and B.I. <laughs> I hope so. That's so funny. Um, yeah. So that's the four. The five is the investigator. So they're super intense. They're cerebral, perceptive. They are super observant and innovative, secretive, and isolated. Um, so their basic fear is being useless, helpless, or incapable. And their basic desire is to be capable and competent. Um, and I have a coworker that is definitely the investigator. And it's so funny because she's so incredibly observant. Like she'll notice um, the smallest things that I do. And she'll be like, it's so funny when you do that because this is what you're actually doing. And I'm like, 
oh my gosh, how do you know that? Like she just watches and not in a weird way, but in, in an awesome way because we need people like that, right? We need the observers and usually extremely good at administrative tasks and stuff like that, detail-oriented. Oh, cool. Yes. And then you have the six, um, the committed, secure, security-oriented type. They're engaging, they're responsible, anxious, a little suspicious, and this type is called the loyalist. That's what my husband is. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Interesting, though, because he's been so chill during this whole coronavirus thing, and like typically I think they'd be like, oh, my God, we're going to die, you know? <laughs> but he's been really chill, but he's definitely very loyal. Like He's the most loyal human being I've ever met. So anyway, I think that's interesting. Yeah, and it's actually interesting that you say that about him and coronavirus because – all, every six I know has dealt with it the exact same way. And I'll tell you why. They typically um, focus on worst case scenarios. That's kind of like their thing. They are all about, they always think about the worst case scenarios and they try to prepare for them. So whenever the worst case scenario, like a global pandemic, actually yeah. presents itself, they feel ready. Like, ah. not that anybody could have predicted a global pandemic, but they're like, oh, like I've, I've done all this research. I, yeah. I'm so for this. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is, which is so funny to me because I'm like, this is when you would be panicking and they're like, nah, we're good. <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. Yes. It's so funny. Um, so their basic fear is of being without support and guidance, and their basic desire is to have security and support. And that is the six. And that's a little that cracks me up that you said that because every six I know is like, no, I'm fine. And I'm like, that's so, so confusing, honestly. Oh, and um, this is the most common Enneagram type is the six. I think it's like over 50% of Yeah, I read people. that. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Very interesting how over 50% of people are worst-case scenario thinkers. <laughs> mm, that's interesting too. Goodness. It, it really is. So after the six, you have the seven, the enthusiast, um, the busy, fun-loving type. They're spontaneous, distractible, usually pretty scattered, versatile. They're the ones who will buy a plane ticket, ask questions later. Oh, nice. They'll show up and be like, wait, we needed to rent a car? What do we need to do? Oh, well, we're here. Everything's fine. So their basic fear is of being deprived and in pain. And their basic desire is to be satisfied and content and to have their needs fulfilled. And the enthusiasts are normally the life of the party. Like the yeah. person that I always think of is Annie F. Downs. Um, yeah, I heard her talk about that. But I'm curious, like we all have a bad side. They sound like the best people in the world. They got to have a bad side. Oh, they definitely do. They are. Um, they avoid heavy conversations. And they're not, they, it's almost like they reframe into the positive too often. So they don't sit with their feelings that are negative. Um, they try to kind of get out of them and they, they, which leads them to neglecting those feelings. Um, just gloss over like the bad start mm -hmm. and the feelings fester. I gotcha. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Uh, oh yeah. There's definitely bad things about each <laughs> type, but that's yeah. why I, love it so much is because it not only shows you those things, but you're, it also gives you opportunities to grow from those things. Yeah. If that makes sense. So good. Yeah. 
So next is the eight. Oh man, the eight is the challenger. The powerful, dominating type, self-confident, decisive, willful, and confrontational. Um, eights are awesome. I mean, the reason I love eights is because they tell you what they think and they're not worried about it. Uh-huh. Um, which I think is great. I wish I did more of that. Um, yeah. So their basic fear is of being harmed or controlled by others. And their basic desire is to protect themselves or to be in control of their own life and destiny. Do you know any eights? Well, I do know one. She was an intern that helped me out and it was great because she was just like, to the point, to the point, like to the point, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm, um, well, I mean, <laughs> I'm, an, I'm a achiever and I like to get stuff done, but I'm like, well, let's consider the things first, you know? Yeah. So it, it was just interesting working with her. She's really helpful though. Yeah. And you know, what's even uh, crazier is that female eight is pretty rare and oh. I, I love it. I love when I, there's a female eight. I'm like, go girl. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you know, a lot of women are just so wishy washy. And um, mm-hmm. I, I have one of the things on my vision board is clarity is kindness because sometimes we're just not clear and we yes. get around the bush. But if you're just like, I don't want to go to this, if you could just say that, you know, yeah. it would just be easier. Or, you know, this isn't my best yes right now, whatever. Um, that would save a lot of heartache. I 100% agree. That's why I love eights, is I'm like, I don't have to guess with you, you know? Yeah. I don't have to read into anything. You just gonna let me know. And that is awesome. And last but not least is the peacemaker. That is the number nine. Um, they're easygoing, self-effacing, they're receptive, reassuring, agreeable, and complacent a lot. Um, so their basic fear is of loss or separation, and their basic desire is to have inner stability or peace of mind. There are still a lot of unknowns for fall semester, but one thing I know for sure is if you are a sorority woman listening to this, your sorority is going to need some motivation when you get back. Let's talk about making a difference in the community, setting positive trends, changing the dating world, can I get an amen, and getting back to your founding sister's dreams of sisterhood that held each other to a higher standard and never let each other fall. You guys, I'm now booking both virtual and in-person events for fall semester. I would love to bring this message to your sorority. I would love to talk to you about how I truly believe sorority women can be the change we need to see in this world. I know it from a marketing perspective. I have tons of research to prove you guys are trendsetters. Let's talk about making trends that matter. All the details you need can be found on my website at katiebulmer.life or simply send me an email. Just katie at katiebulmer.life. So cool. Mm-hmm. I love this. Okay, so people are listening and they're like, you know, I really identify with a five or a seven or whatever. But mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, just hearing this quick synopsis isn't the best way because the thing I love about the Enneagram is like there's the wings and then when you're feeling not healthy, you're over here. And when you're at your best, you're here. Yeah. So what are some of the best resources to find your number? Definitely. Um, so there's a lot of resources, which is awesome, but there's a few things you can do to find out your type. And the first and the best way is just self-evaluation. Um, the only bummer with that is that it does require a ton of time and research. Um, but what that looks like is going through each number and reading about it, reading about the basic fears and basic desires and what feels most true and usually what feels most uncomfortable. 
And that yeah. is your type pretty much. Yeah. But again, when you read like the bad, the bad part about it and you're like, you feel like someone's reading your diary, you're like, oh, yes, that's my that, That's how you know. <laughs> yes, that is how you know. But again, like I said, that takes a lot of time and effort. So what I normally recommend is taking an assessment. The two assessments that I love the most are the yourenneagramcoach.com assessment or the enneagraminstitute.com and then the RHETI test is the longer one. It's it does I think it's like $12 or something, but the free one is the yourenneagramcoach.com. That's okay. the free one. I normally I just say take the assessment, check out your top three numbers, then read about those top three numbers and kind of decide from there. But, you know, if you get stuck, you're trying to decide, you can't really figure it out, then that's when you call someone like me. That's when you call an Enneagram coach. Yes. And we just dig through all of the things and the person's able to ask more questions, more clarifying questions. What does this mean? What does that mean? Um, and then I also have all of kind of this information on my website, which is ainsleybritton.com forward slash Enneagram. I have a free assessment there uh, that links to the yourenneagramcoach.com assessment. Um, and then I also have like all my coaching information and, and just general information on that page as well. Awesome. Um, I love personality stuff like this and I could listen to it all day, but there mm-hmm. are people that are like, why does it matter? Who cares? Whatever. I'm sure that probably has something to do with their number, but Mm -hmm. why does it matter? Why is it helpful to know your number? I can definitely speak to my own experience here. And I think it started, it did start, it started right whenever I was graduating college, someone told me about the Enneagram and I was like, okay, whatever. That seems weird. I was like, I don't know. I was just not into it, but I borrowed my friend's book and then I was like, wait, this is so crazy. It's so accurate. It's awesome. So I got kind of got into it there. And it honestly, that kind of happened whenever my husband and I first started dating. And it helped me so much with just knowing his tendencies, knowing his habits, what how he communicates. Like it absolutely was incredibly helpful for that, for our dating relationship, because I was like, okay, he's an achiever. Well, the reason, you know, if I'm like, oh my gosh, he's not texting me back all day. Well, it's a work day. He's working and he is like puts a hundred percent into his job all the time. So that's also really helped with our marriage because we have that kind of understanding, right? That he knows, I know where he's coming from. He knows where I'm coming from based on our numbers. And that, it just helped us articulate it better. It put words that we couldn't find on our own. And that helped in friendships too. I know that Jamie, my friend Jamie, who is a five, is not going to want to go to the same party as my seven friend. They're going to approach this extremely differently. Um, Or if she wants to go, she'll do totally different things. She'll be more chill, laid back uh, against the wall, kind of fly on the wall. And the seven is going to be in the middle of the dance circle or whatever, standing on the table, like partying up, like center of attention. So it, it really just helps you get a better understanding and it increases your empathy for people, in my opinion. It just kind of gives you a window into someone's heart and allows you to empathize and care for their heart in a new way. 
And not only that for, you know, your relationships and your friendships and family, but your relationship with God, it has totally revolutionized my relationship with God because I'm able to understand why certain promises of his resonate with me so deeply. And it's because it feeds my basic fear. And it I can then go exactly where I need to go to, to find that fulfillment. So I know this is what I need to cling to from the Lord that He says about me um, instead of what people say about me. If you are doing the work to you know, become more self-aware and grow in your personal growth, the Enneagram is an incredibly helpful tool to do that uh, because of all the tools that it gives you and the awareness. The self-awareness that this provides is groundbreaking. It absolutely changed my life. And I love it that you look at it through the lens of of faith and as a believer and, you know, God eventually, you know, through, I'm not sure how it was discovered, but gave us this tool of the Enneagram to see each other and see ourselves. And like, this is kind of a weird analogy, but I do yoga and people will say, oh, that's like Hindu. And, you know, it's not a faith. Like, okay, but I can sit there in my practice and think about how I'm so thankful that I have breath in my body. And I can like with each inhale, inhale the fruits of the spirit and exhale, like let it wash over me. Like I accept your peace. I accept your joy. Um, And those are just powerful practices that you can choose to how you, you know, interpret them for your own life. So I love how you see that with the Enneagram too. That's really cool. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of people have, you know, qualms with its beginnings. And honestly, I'm always like, we don't know enough about its beginnings. And that's why you always have to take this and any other personality assessment with a grain of salt. While I do feel like it absolutely, you know, helped me and helped my relationships, that doesn't mean that I'm putting my entire, you know, worth on just this personality assessment. It's so much, you know, just, we just got to take everything with a grain of salt. I just think it's a helpful tool, but it's not meant for you to find your entire identity in it. And you know that, but. Yeah. Well, I read something somewhere that might help you, um, that God redeems people every day. Like, I mean, I'm a completely different person than I was when I was in college, like chasing boys in Bacardi. So if he can redeem people, then why can't he redeem practices? So whatever this was based on, it can still be used of God and still be used as a tool of worship. So I think that that's really cool. hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. So, um, Enneagrams in relationships, are there any like, okay, I'm for sure that I am a three. I it would be very, very hard for me to date. I, I don't know. I'm just saying like a one or something. Are, mm-hmm. are there any like huge red flags that we need to know about? I'm sure anyone can work through anything, but any tips on that? Yeah. So when it comes to relationships, There's not certain numbers that go better together and some that don't. So the only thing that is, I think, challenging is potentially doing your same number, like dating your same number. I've seen it done. I've seen it be successful, so I know it's doable. But you just both have the same blind spots. So that's why it's a little bit difficult. But any number, any pairing is compatible compatible depending on their health. So it's not necessarily about like this number or type is not, you know, able to be with this type. It's more if you're in a healthy space or not, then any of them can work. I mean, literally any of the numbers can work if you're, you know, constantly working on being your most healthy self. Um, The only, the one that is kind of popping into my mind, the pairing is that kind of cracks me up is the one in the eight. 
Um, this can totally work, but one of my friends is a one and she just recently went on a date with an eight. And it was so funny because ones love to be right. Like that is their thing. Like they are, and normally, honestly, normally they are, but they love it. They love to be right. And eights like to debate. Like they, oh it, heavens, <laughs> yes, they feel closer to you if they're if you're bantering or if you're going back and forth or debating. They feel closer to you. Well, that one and that eight went on a date and they were going at it all night. Like, well, this and what about this topic and what about this topic? And they were debating and and she said their date was like five hours or six hours and they were just talking the whole time. And I was like, that is so funny. And she was like, Ugh, like I'm, I feel like frustrated, but I also want to go on another date. And he was sold. He was like, yes, I Aww. love this girl. She's great because that was his way. He loves to communicate, you know? And for her, she just wanted to be right. <laughs> Yeah, because as you read more about the Enneagram, what I've learned, you know, of course, no matter where you are, the unhealthy side of you is is obviously not good, and it's going to pull out some of those yucky characteristics. So that's a yeah. good point. But I love what you said about how the same numbers can have the same blind spots. So mm-hmm. Brian being a six, me being a three, there's so many things where I'm like, we always joke that like I'm the one who jumps into the deep end to learn how to swim. Like I'm like, I don't know how to do it, but I'm just going to jump in and figure it out. Yep. Meanwhile, he's like reading the manual, counting the cost, yes. doing the spreadsheet, you know, <laughs> but yes. by the time he puts a toe in, he knows what he's doing and I've made a mess and I've broken it and I've rebuilt it 17 times. But a lot of times we meet at the same point. So it's just so interesting because he, he will also be like, well, did you read this? And I'm like, uh, no. Um, but I'll be like, well, did you just jump? Did you just figure it out? And so we kind of help each other out. Like he, I help him just to jump and he helps me to figure out what I'm doing first a little bit. <laughs> yes. That is so funny, which is great. That's an awesome balance. Yeah. And me and Justin actually, like I'm a two wing three and he is a three wing two, but he actually, he kind of goes back and forth with his wings, but it, it is funny because we do have similar blind spots. And we have to actively work to like just kind of recognize them, address them. And it's just so much easier when you don't. (laughs) Well, that's interesting to know too. I was thinking there might be like a, well, if you're this number, stay away from that one. But I guess we're all human beings at the end of the day. So we can work through things. Obviously, there's just going to be different personality issues with everybody. So, yep. Okay. So you recommended how to find your number. What Mm -hmm. are some other, just like kind of switching gears, I guess, like tell me about your book because lucky listeners, by the way, Ainsley's going to give one away. So tell me about your book. Yeah. So hearts and rockets is a young adult devotional. Um, it's mainly for girls. I would definitely say it's for girls. And I wrote it actually whenever I was in college and in a season of transition. So that's usually where I like to gift it is, um, or suggest people to gift it is, you know, a high school graduation, a college graduation, a big move, a new job, something like that, where something is, you know, creating a transition in life. And that is probably in the space that I wrote it in. And that is what it is. It's, it's about loving hard and shooting for the stars. There's a section for, um, your relationship with the Lord, your relationship with yourself and your relationship with people around you. Hearts and Rockets. Is there another book on the way? I can cut this out if, if not. There is another book on the way. I just cannot disclose what it's called. 
<laughs> You're so <laughs> But there is. Yeah. And I can't have a conversation without you without mentioning how we just literally link arms and cheer yeah. each other on. In my younger and not so wise days, I used to think that anything we do really, and maybe that's my Enneagram three, but is a competition. Mm-hmm. And like, um, well, if I'm going to be a Christian speaker to young women, I'm, I'm fighting for space with other people doing mm-hmm. the same. But what I realize now is there is room for all of us at the table because if Ainsley, Ainsley does this thing, which I love, she talks about boo-boo dudes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. TLC calls them scrubs. You might call them dirt bags. There's different names, but just guys that are not your best. Yes. And I love that. And I love that she's saying that and what she might say, this is something I'm passionate about as well. But even if we're saying the similar things, we can connect to our audience in different Mm -hmm. ways. And shoot, even if 50 other women were saying the same thing, there are not enough voices telling our young friends to stay away from boo-boo dudes. Can I get an amen? Amen. Yes. And I loved Katie, when you and I did the um, dating Q&A, we had that Zoom call with some girls who just wanted to sign up and we hung out and we talked about dating and we answered questions. And you and I have the same foundation and different perspectives. And I loved that. And I thought it was so needed. I I definitely needed your voice there and um, to to balance mine out. (laughs) I can be a... a little unfiltered. Awesome. <laughs> and that was really good. Shoot. If I was young, I would have paid to be at that. We, I mean, the, the girls asked great questions. I feel like we had great dialogue. It was, that was really fun. I enjoyed that so much. I agree. I thought it was so fun. Okay, friend. We like to close every episode with asking if you could have coffee with your 20 year old self, what would you say? I think I would tell her to like stay the course, but run a little faster. Um, And what I mean by that is when you're running fast, you don't get as distracted with the things on your right and on your left, like guys (laughs) or alcohol. (laughs) And I think like when I was 20, I was on my way. Like I, I think I had clarity in my purpose, but I was so distracted by the things around me or the people around me. And I wish I would have just run a little bit faster. So I could have had less distractions and just more of a clarity on what the Lord's voice was actually telling me instead of listening to to other people's. Mm, That's good. Just focusing more on your purpose and running faster Mm -hmm. at it. That way you didn't have time to look all around and And mess with boo-boo dudes. (laughs) Boo-boo dudes. (laughs) <laughs> Preach. Yes. Like that phrase came from experience, ladies. <laughs> yes. And you're so open and honest and real and relatable. Tell them where they can find you on Instagram and about all about your new podcast. Yes. Um, on Instagram, I'm at Ainsley B. And then my website is AinsleyBritton.com. A-I-N-S-L-E-Y-B-R-I-T-A-I-N. Yes. My podcast called Wild Confidence is launching August 2020. So we are, we're ready. Let's go. Wild confidence. It's so beautiful. Yeah. So I'm having all my friends on it, including you, um, Mm -hmm. to talk about how to find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. 
Oh, yay. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for sharing all about the Enneagram. It's such a beautiful tool and it's helping everyone understand it better. Go find out your number and tag your number and tag Ainsley and me on how much you love this episode. And we would love to say thank you. Yes. I want to hear all about your type. (laughs) Yay. All right. Thanks so much, Ainsley. (laughs) Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Take a screenshot and put this up on your social. Tag me at Katie Bulmer Life. By the way, I love your DMs. I'm just a regular girl who responds to all my DMs. I never thought I had to clarify that, but apparently some people don't. You actually do me a favor when you reach out and tell me what you want to hear more of because I'm no longer a 20-something, but my passion is to keep my thumbprint on the pulse of what you guys are walking through, what you want to hear more of, what resonates. So please reach out. Do not be shy. And lastly, those of you who leave a review on iTunes is the best possible compliment you can give. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope that you gain some truth for your 20s. Hey, my name is Hannah Boomer. Thanks for listening to my mom's podcast. Bye. (laughs) And our work here is done.